Hey, rock stars, welcome back. I'm Daniel. And I'm Garrett. And we're your hosts of Modern Gaze. Are you living your most authentic life? We're always talking about authenticity. It's a key word that many of us use to take ownership of who we are. It means something different to every single person. And on today's episode, we're talking about how you can embrace fluency to claim your own definition of being authentic. Talking about fluency and being fluent, what are you fluent in? Ooh, what am I fluent in? I would say I am fluent in dance, expressing myself, and communication. Okay. Those would be my top three things. I would say I'm fluent in photography, mm-hmm. communication as well, mm-hmm. and also just reading a room. Like I have really good interpersonal skills. Like I can read body language. What I'm not fluent in is cooking, girl. I cannot cook. <laughs> well, I will burn the chicken. You're on like Duolingo level one of cooking. You're, you're, you're making progress. Yeah. Language wise, I only speak English. Okay. I understand some French. I understand some Spanish, but it helps me in ordering food at restaurants. Okay. What would you like to be fluent in that you are not at this present moment? I would like to be more fluent in... And you're going to be shocked. Uh-huh. Shock me. Horoscopes, like Get astrology. Out. You do not. Tarot. Babe, I have been telling you for years. I know, but I honestly am just so intrigued. And I've, I think I've just been fully brainwashed by you because you're obsessed. No, let's rephrase that. You've been brainwashed by me because you have seen the results and success, Hanny. I want to be fluent in manifestation. Okay. If there was something for myself to be fluent in at this present moment, I'd want to be fluent in learning a new language. Yeah. Like actual, like what like typically people would language. think about being fluent in something. Most people think language. Yeah. I think I'd love to be really confident in speaking a language very like fluently, very fluently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lol. What language would it be? Um, it would either be Italian or French. Okay. Yeah. I would pick Italian. Or maybe even Spanish. Spanish is cool too. Yeah. I love Spanish. Yeah. You know what we need our audience to be fluent in? Being authentic. Being authentic. Yes. And we're talking about authenticity. And is it an overused word? Do we use it all the time? Yes. I feel like we're using it more now. A lot of people use it. And I think a lot of people within the LGBTQ space use it quite a bit because We want to show who we are. We want to show up with pride. For sure. And a lot of the times, a lot of us make decisions because we say, "Mm, that doesn't feel authentic to me, or this person's not being authentic, or I'm not vibing with that. And when you feel those emotions and you have those gut instincts, Mm -hmm. that's because it doesn't align with you being authentic and your values. Like we can walk into a room and like, we're just like, oh, I don't, I don't, I'm not vibing. It's like, it's a vibe check. Correct. And that can also be like, is this a space I want to be in where I can be my true self, where I can fully like let myself show and be proud of who I am. Exactly. Does this person allow me to feel authentic and be myself confidently without being judged? And it's different to everyone. So like, I think it's a complicated definition of a word. It is a word that I think we need to fully embrace and continue to embrace, but we need to go a bit deeper in the meaning behind it and what it means specifically to us. Rather than just saying it. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's do it. What would mean a lot to us is if you could please like, follow, subscribe to Modern Gaze on 
any platform that you listen to our podcast on, as well as join the conversation on Instagram and threads. And we also have a newsletter. Please subscribe on moderngaze.co. That's .co. Us gays, we just know how to do stuff. Well, what about modern gays? That's easy. Modern gays do everything. So what is authenticity? You know, we have psychologists and therapists and researchers and philosophers and just everyday people like ourselves that have our own point of view of what it means to be authentic. Mm -hmm. So just like straight off the mind, like don't think about it too much. What does being authentic to you mean? Being authentic to me means being happy in a moment. It means leaving a situation or being in a situation where I feel good, I feel happy and I feel recharged. I hate leaving situations where I feel depleted. I feel exhausted. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Okay. That's what authentic means to me. What about you? Authenticity to me means I say what I mean to say. Okay. I wear what I want to wear. I walk into the room with the energy that I really want to walk in the room with. Authenticity to me is the feeling of it. Mm. Like it's really just kind of like, I don't feel like I have shut myself down in reflection. I don't always think about authenticity in the moment, right? I think about it after, like, did I say what I wanted to say? Did I do what I wanted to do? Really? You do it after? I, it's more because I'm introspective. I'm thinking about it too much and I think too much you and do. I do less. You get in your head. I think too much and I act less and I try to find the balance between those two things. See, that's interesting because I feel like for myself now, in a moment where I feel like I'm not being authentic or it doesn't feel authentic to me, I'm like, uh, nah, I'm out. And I'll express it in the moment because my authentic radar is going. But so many people that we know, and myself included, can deal with multiple types of personalities. Like I have lots of different types of friends with lots of different types of backgrounds and points of view. And I feel that I'm quite adaptable and I get along with everyone. Like, but I'm are you adaptable at the expense of your authentic self? Potentially. Yeah, I think that happens a lot in very specific scenarios, but I try to be more conscious of it. Mm. And at the same time, I need to really kind of check myself on what my values are and what my goals are in that relationship, in that experience, in this point in time in my life. I feel like I have to just really think about Am I being authentic and how authentic do I want to be all the time? Mm. Like we can't be turned on all the time. No. We can't be like fully like, you know, we're not saints we're not robots. around bestowing authenticity upon people. Right. Like, come on. I grant you authentic self. <laughs> Make a wish. <laughs> right. But seriously. You could be the genie in Aladdin, mean, you know, only get three wishes. Rub the genie, rub well, the lamp. I mean, nobody would be wishing for authenticity. They'd be wishing for a few other things. Girl, we're wishing for the money. <laughs> but what is authenticity? There is a literary critic and professor, Lionel Thrilling, and he described how society in past centuries was held together by this commitment of fulfilling stations in life like you had a specific role in your community mm. like you were the blacksmith you were the baron you were the you know 
farmer or you right. like had very specific role in life and it was usually passed down to you from whatever family that you came from. And you had to fit that mold. And that was your identity. Mm. Like when you were asked who you are, you'd say, I am a, and then your job title would be right. what you did. And that's where you fit into society. And it's changed over time. Obviously in modern societies, we're much less willing to give up our individuality and we really value authenticity. So we're not our job. We're not how much money we have. We're not where we came from. And it is this new territory where I think most people have a lot of selfishness. And, and, and I don't mean that in a negative or positive way, but we are much more selfish people. And we really think about what it is that we need and how we, what we want and how we act. And that's connected to how authentic we are. Well, I think we just want to be putting ourselves first a lot more and we want to be sure that our feelings are valid and that we feel good in the moments, you know, because it's important. Yeah. And like thrilling, many other philosophers also understood authenticity as a kind of individuality. And another philosopher named Soren Kierkegaard believed that being authentic meant breaking from cultural and social constraints and living a self-determined life. Which I love because I feel like, especially within the LGBTQ community, we are all trying to break free from cultural and societal expectations. Against the norm, yeah. like against the grain. Like ain't nobody got time for that. It's like an F you to like the, the man or to like what you think is I, the societal norm or I'm going to really push and disrupt because I yeah, can. Yeah, I'm not going to follow this traditional path or I'm not going to follow these expectations of what society puts on us as humans. I felt that. I have felt that in a way more recently than like earlier on in my childhood where I felt like I needed to fit into more of a mold. I felt I fit into an idea of what I think you should be when you're interested in the things that I'm interested in. Yeah, I have to agree. I felt like the last three years after we got married was where we decided our own timeline and we decided what we were going to do was right for us whenever that happened. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I love that. When we're thinking about going against cultural norms or societal norms, and even though LGBTQ ideas and people and entertainment and programs and platforms, like it feels so connected to us. It feels so right. like mainstream yes. because we're so in it. It like feels we, common. We're, we came from Los Angeles. Now we're in Melbourne. I lived in New York. You lived in Sydney. We're always in this like major metropolis where there's this community and there's a lot of diversity, but the rest of the world doesn't have such a clear idea of that. So it doesn't feel so easy to be authentic or so easy to express yourself in such a way where I never really felt like I was going against the grain because there were so many people going against the grain. There were so really? many people, you know, that were on the the edge. I felt like I was going against the grain. You did. I felt like I was the first of my kind, especially where <laughs> I grew up. Yeah, I'm serious. Because in your, in your community where you in grew up. In my neighborhood, yeah. I never grew up with someone that was gay. Right. Like I never had a gay teacher at school or I never had a gay friend or I never had a gay family member. Like I never had anybody that I was kind of like, oh, this is common. I was always taught and led to believe that being gay was really, really bad. Was, or different. And just bad. really bad. Really? It wasn't just different. It was actually like bad. It was a bad thing to be. Right. So for me, I felt like I was really going against society and expectations for my family. Right. 
Not today, but back when I came out, yeah, nearly 20 years ago, yeah. So I think when we're thinking about these two philosophers and how they have approached this concept and idea of authenticity, what I was much more coming from a point of view where I felt like I had to fit into a mold and I had to be a certain way to achieve something very specific in my life. And on the other end, you had much more of an experience that you felt like you were going against the grain. You're pushing past what was socially acceptable and you felt like you were going against that kind of societal norm. Absolutely. Because you really did claim who you are. You had a difficult time coming out, but at the same time, it didn't obviously didn't stop you. No, even after I came out, I still went on a date with a girl because I had to convince my parents and myself that being gay was actually authentically me. Wow. Like I still, even after coming out and being authentic, I still needed to prove myself. To your parents or to yourself? To my parents Mm. and my family. So that was a really awkward date, probably. <laughs> it was terrible. She was kind of like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Anyway, she was really sweet. No, fair enough. But these ideas and these concepts of being authentic, how do you really define the authentic personality of today? Of today in general? In general. Like when you think about this criteria that has been set, what do you think is the criteria that it is to be an authentic person today? Mm. So I would say people today are very open-minded and they foster a positive forward thinking. And secondly, I would also say people speak their truth. So people are confidently, authentically expressing how they truly feel about people and situations and different life experiences in the moment. Yeah, I agree. I think you have to have a high level of Mm self-awareness. You have to have an unbiased self-reflection, like your own image of yourself has to be at least very minimally influenced by other people. And you have to be living in alignment, like your active life that you are living right now in this very moment feels like your true self. It feels good. It doesn't, you're not actively hiding yourself or like Mm. not presenting yourself in the way that you want to be presented. And I don't know. It's complex. Like all these little elements where you're self-aware and you are not influenced too, too much by others and you feel good. It's like all these things have to be measured. And Correct. I feel like that's where you find that authentic hotspot. Yes. Know? But that hotspot. Sweet spot. People, hotspot, sweet spot. It can be both. <laughs> people actually though, I feel they need to be in tune with what their values are, what their passions are, what fills up their cup. Like they need to really... I think do a bit of introspection and find what motivates them and what helps them navigate through life in order to prioritize their authentic self. Yeah. Because people can be aware that this situation is not fulfilling me or I'm not happy or I don't feel like I'm being honest. So to get to the next step, you actually have to go back a bit Mm. and do some introspection and do some self-reflection and identify what it actually is that does fill your cup up. Authenticity is not consistent and it's really difficult to remain consistent in your authentic I agree. Point of view. I agree. So for me, like I know that I am a outwardly proud gay man. At the same time, I feel that I have worked more diligently to become a vocal person that is willing to express myself as well as stand up for people that I feel that need to be stood up for. So then what makes you feel as though in the moments when you're not authentic, why do you feel you retreat? 
We're not always on a podcast. We're not always having a conversation that revolves around who our community is and what we need and what's going on and media that where we can support each other more. So we live our life. No, we live our life in a dynamic way. Yeah. So when I'm walking around in a neighborhood that like, I don't know anybody, I feel like I do turn into a little bit more of a protective shell. And maybe that's a little bit more of like my Scorpio, you know, I need to get into the fluency of my horoscope, but I do feel like very more hermit protective and kind of like on alert. Got to knock on your hard shell. Right. And about a home girl. When I can look across the street and someone is like, just like vibrantly walking down the street and all of who they are and right. you can feel it and it's an energy. So I do feel like I, my energy goes like lo- loud and bright and like very expressive, so, but then it also kind of comes in and like. Becomes, so you feel like you're not authentic because you need to protect yourself. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So I feel like I have to be more protective. Right. Of myself emotionally, physically within a space. Maybe I'm less trusting. I don't know like what that is, but I am aware of it now. Interesting. And I wasn't aware of it before. See, yeah, I'm actually also aware of mine. I feel like mine would be because, yeah, I'm also a little bit protective or fearful. I'm also fearful of the judgment a little bit. Mm. Like what people could do to you, if that makes sense. Like what people would say or like, yeah, act towards you. I don't know. Well, when you are in a safe space and and this part of what our chat is, is really about, you know, when we dim our authenticity, when we don't have it and where we feel like it's not what we want it to be at, Mm. it kind of feels like a bubble. Like we live in a bubble sometimes. And that comes from, our our privilege and it comes from our experience and it comes from the opportunities that we've had in life and where we were born and where we grew up and our our own experience. And there's a lot of people across the world that have their hopefully, you know, really beautiful bubble of safe space that they feel that they can be really who they are, who they are and feel really proud and really out loud about it. But at the same time, we are reminded when we hear stories about the changing in the Alabama approach to IVF and embryos, it changes when there are hate attacks globally that are going on. And it changes when there are attacks on every side for all types of LGBT parenting and gender identity and trans rights, trans rights. It does dim people's spark or their light a little bit of being authentic. Well, it has to, cause it's in the back of your of mind. Like, we all have fear. We all get into our heads. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And I even see it on these reality del- t- dating shows right. in so Australia. Clear. There's maths and there's this gay couple on there, these two boys and like, they're really sweet and really cute couple. And it's obviously the one couple on the show of, course. of other heterosexual couples that have been matched and everyone else is very touchy, very feely, very kind of all up in like their space. But I do kind of get a sense that these guys are more reserved because they don't have the space to be authentic. They don't have the space to feel fully comfortable Mm. because there's no other couple that is in a similar relationship or a similar life experience. I also feel as though they're just trying to follow the traditional heterosexual norms. Correct. Because you're on a show about traditional Mm -hmm. heterosexual relationships Mm And yeah, you're being forced to marry these random strangers. So it is an experiment. But I think it would be really much more of an interesting show if they had a few more dynamic couples yes. that had different walks of life. Walks of life Agreed. other than pretty much the same type yep. of person. So when you're in these spaces of not necessarily having 
that full vibrancy and that full authenticity at a scale of 110, right? How do you bring it back? How do you maintain it? How do you really check yourself well, before I you say, wreck yourself? Well, girl, you got to put yourself in spaces and environments where you can be authentic, like Instagram, like social media, like TikTok. Building people, community, building connection. Yeah, people build their platform because... People I feel have success on these social media channels because they're actually being authentic and people are resonating with that. Right. And I feel like people aspire to be like that and people want to look up to their idols and their icons and these influencers. So I feel as though we just need to find outlets and environments that allow us to be who we are. Yeah. For example, social media, TikTok, Instagram, that's where we can find influential people who are living their most authentic self that we can kind of be inspired by to bring into our everyday life. Yeah. We have these traditional views of authenticity that rely heavily on self-reflection. Like we're overanalyzing ourselves. Like I'm always thinking. And one of the best things that you have taught me oh. is that I have to really just express it, hmm. get it off my chest, say what it is that I'm thinking a little bit quicker. And even if it's just to myself to say it out loud, rather than to just let these thoughts roll around in my head for too long. And there's a different way of approaching how we can be more in alignment with being authentic. And it doesn't have to mean we have to self-analyze and self-critical. We don't have to go through so many kind of exercises and look through like, okay, these are my values. These are the things. These are what I need to be focusing on. Those are great ways to identify and help you get through it. But the core is that we can actually approach authenticity as a feeling of fluency. Mm. It doesn't have to be self-analysis so much. And it could be more about just what feels right. Right. So it's like remembering those moments in your life that made you feel good and that bring you all the happy, good vibes from those moments that you experienced because those are the times you were living your authentic self and you were living your best authentic life. Yeah, so you don't have to define... Like, I feel like I don't have to define my true self. No, you can't put it to pen and paper. If I'm already just like doing the things that I feel... Good. Just bring me so much happiness yeah. and joy and yeah. just fill my cup. Correct. You my know? cup needs to be filled, girl. It's <laughs> depleted. It's thirsty, girl. <laughs> it ain't authentic right now, girl. I think that with us, we are planning a lot. We are working really hard. We're givers, darling. We are trying to do a lot of things all at once and mm. it's exhausting. Yeah. And we're feeling like, okay, we're at a breaking point with what is going on in our, all of our life. So much of us are, can feel like we're at breaking points when we're still in good spaces. Like right. we're still happy. We're still like authentic. Our unit is strong, but like life goes on. Family challenges come in. There's, you know, health challenges come in. There's so much going on in each and every one of our lives. Yeah, there's external factors. The last thing what we're worried about is, am I being authentic when can I pay this bill? Is this person going to be okay? Can I get this done in time? Mm. Like, it's just like when, when your head has to be into so many places, it's a scale, you know, you have to balance it. Yeah. And that's where I feel like we're at now. It's like, okay, this is actually a good time. And this is what inspired today's chat was that we have a podcast about really discovering and owning your authenticity, owning that so that you can live a vibrant life. And, however many episodes we're in, you know, to this modern gaze podcast at this point in our season two, right? We have to remind ourselves and check ourselves. Like, are we staying on message? Are we staying really true to why we 
started this podcast mm. and this chat really made us go a bit more internal and kind of check ourselves where we're like, okay, what does it even mean to be authentic and mm. how can we maintain that authenticity? And one of the best ways that I feel that we've discovered together was self-critical self-analyzation can really help you, but it can also deter you from not realizing that you just need to feel focus on the feeling. Mm. You know, you trust your gut. Feeling equals fluency. There you go. Feeling equals fluency. fluency. Yeah. Or fluency equals feeling. Trusting the feeling, trusting those moments that you felt good. Yeah. So when you feel fluent in yourself, you feel connected. You feel symbiotic. You yeah. feel your roots are strong. You have no question of what you're doing is, you know, wrong. You mm. have no question on like, oh, should I be doing something else? You're actually doing exactly what you need to be and want to be doing. That is authentic to you. Correct. You're on the path to authenticity. Correct. Correct. So before we share the six ways to live your authentic life, I think it's time for a special segment. Called? Only Whispers. Okay, so our first one is from Ray in Adelaide. And Ray has recently gone on a few dates with someone who's great, but they text them like they're in a long distance relationship from the 1800s. Think complete sentences, perfect punctuation, and it takes them hours, sometimes a whole day to respond. How do I tell them I'm more of a gif and emoji communicator without sounding superficial? Oh, sounds like they work together. No, it's formal. No, it sounds like... (laughs) Honestly, it sounds like a, like an older millennial oh. or us <laughs> because come on, I've seen the novels that you write on these text messages. Yeah, but girl, my grandma, my grandma and my full stops and my quotation marks are not on point. Well, maybe they're a writer. So maybe Ray should just break the mold by sending a bunch of emojis. Right. So maybe don't worry about what is incoming. Just worry about what's outgoing. Yeah. I'm always an advocate for give what you want to get back. So if Ray wants to receive and break the mold of these long, grammatically correct messages, then just break the curse and just send a bunch of like horny devil emojis. Okay. How about this? How about what we do is voice notes or just like quick video messages where oh. you can just be like, okay, well, I'm not going to even play your game. I'm going to play change my it game, up. change the rules. I love it. So then that way you don't have to worry about these like long, long, long messages. And then you can get the kind of communication that you want back. Or just pick up the phone and make a phone call. Yeah, that's easier. But yeah. nobody does that. I know. But, let them do them. Uh-huh. You do you. Uh-huh. And give that a go. I love it. All right. On to the next. Okay, so this is from Alicia in Sydney. And she says... My partner and I have been dating for about three to four months now. However, whenever he goes into the toilet, he always leaves the door open when taking a number two. I personally find this disgusting and don't know how to have the conversation. What do I do? You know what, girl? Everybody poops. Everybody poops. (laughs) Read the book. It's a children's book called Everybody Poops. Read it. Girl. You know, if it's extra stanky... Just close the door. Close the door. Be like, girl, just be like, oh, yeah, babe, shut the door. Or, you know what? Go buy poopoo No, 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 girl. That poopoo from Le Labo is expensive, girl, for those drops. Well, if it's worth it to her, she'll go spend the money at Aesop and buy that poopoo whatever it's called. Is it poopoo It's called poopoo There's a couple different brands that make, you know, the essential oils to drop into the toilet right, right. before you do number two and makes everything smell a, bit, a little bit better. But I don't even think it's the fact that it smells, I think, for her, for it's Alicia. The it's just like shut the door man well you'll get over it with time right <laughs> like i guess it becomes quite normal eventually eventually everybody 
does number one, number two. Eventually you'll be in the shower three, while four, he's five, taking Whatever it is, like it, it's going to happen. Yeah. So it's a part of life. It's a natural Getting to process. know each other on a deeper level. <laughs> no. Moment. I mean, it's difficult. Like I'm sure so many people go out on dates and like they'll hold it in until they're home or they, you know, or they public restrooms are always kind of sh- disgusting. So like you want to wait. Like I get it. But at the same time, it's a bodily function. They're going to have to go. Just Make him feel him, comfortable. Ask him to shut the door. If he doesn't shut the door, go and shut the door. Yes, like, go and shut the door. Go I and shut that. the door. Sh- shut that door on him and Again, then he'll eventually get it. Lead by example. Or just take a massive number two in front of him and see how he responds. Correct. That brings us to the end of Only Whispers. So getting back to the six ways to live your authentic self and not talking about the poopery anymore. How to live your most authentic life is number one, embrace silence. So having those moments of introspection, setting aside some quiet time to really think about what's making you happy, what's keeping you fluent and finding more of those moments. Number two is being self-aware. Like you said, Garrett, Same. having those moments to check in with yourself, reflect, be introspective and actually see what's going on in your life before yeah. communicating your true self. Right. Love it. Three, seek therapy. I mean, being authentic is complicated. We need to unpack a lot of different traumas, personal life experiences, and you actually need to work through all that to become your most authentic self. I think that throughout our lives, we have so many traumas. For we sure. have so many things that happen throughout our existence uh-huh. that it would be helpful to talk them through with a friend, with a professional, Correct. with someone who can have an unbiased Opinion. point of view that can help you understand and navigate your own thoughts. Like Erica Jane said, when she was speaking to her therapist, bless her heart. She, she what, said, what is empathy? What is empathy? How do I get it? <laughs> you know, she, she had that realization because and, that was what she needed. And she learned. Correct. The next point is learn to be vulnerable. Number five is to actually be intentional. Right. So being intentional with who and what you invest your time in, like do these activities align with my happiness? Uh, are they aligned with my core values? Does this person make me happy or are they draining me or do they not understand me and hear me? Like those are important things to think yeah. about. And then lastly, number six is to ask questions. By taking time to truly get to know other people, that will help you understand you a lot more as well. Well, as we wrap up today's episode, we want to thank you guys for joining us today as we explore this essence of living authentically. Being authentic isn't about reaching a perfect state. It's more about embracing the journey of self-discovery. It's all up and it's down. And it's side to side. (laughs) So share your stories of authenticity with us and let's continue to support each other in being our most authentic selves. So until next time, keep building the vibrant life you want by owning your most authentic self. Bye.